the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The following program was pre-recorded, and the views expressed do not necessarily represent those of this station or its management. Welcome to Education Nation, where we tackle the biggest issues in American education. School is now in session. Here are your hosts, Headmaster Rebecca Hagstrom and co-host Mark Durkin. Well, good evening, and thank you for joining us here on Education Nation. I am your headmaster and host, Rebecca Hagstrom, and it's a privilege to join you here every Saturday evening on AM 1280, The Patriot. And, of course, I'm joined in studio once again by Mark Durkin, our producer of Education Nation, and my co-host. And a happy good February Yes, isn't that nice? We're getting closer to those warm days. The days are getting longer. I know. I'm excited (laughs) about that. Yes. Well, we are continuing again a conversation that began several weeks ago. We're actually in our fourth uh, show of the series um, with two Wyzetta School District parents who say racial equity policies are designed, which were designed to close the ch- achievement gap in Wyzetta, are instead curbing ambition and stifling motivation to succeed in the middle school classrooms. And we, uh, last time, had to kind of cut off poor Michelle. She was in the midst of kind of talking more about what does that look like in the high school. And as she said, it seems so confusing. And it does seem confusing. And that, that's really intentional on their part because I think they're trying to marry these the, the old system with the new system. Um, so if you want to go back and listen to our previous shows to get more information about this equity grading uh, practices that are happening in Wyzetta, you can go to ednationmn.org, ednationmn.org, and listen to the three previous shows with Michelle and Sandy, who are very knowledgeable on this topic. So glad to have you. And before we uh, continue to unpack the uh the details of this transformation. You know, our guests, they will be the first to tell you that we can all agree that each and every student across Minnesota is deserving Mm -hmm. of a quality education that prepares them to succeed. That's what we all want to see. But they'll also tell you that a shift to standard-based grading has left them in the dark in terms of how well their kids are performing in the classroom. What does the letter A grade mean mm-hmm. in this particular department versus, say, uh, the Department of Science? Right. Well, tonight, Sandy McLean and Michelle Pribula will join us in studio again to discuss the specifics as they pertain to the differences between these two grading systems. Mm-hmm. They are the parents that are here to provide some insight. And ladies, again, we thank you for joining us here again on Education Nation. Yes. Thank you. Glad to have thank you, you back. So the last time we met, uh, we were talking about the system itself. We kind of want to turn our attention now um, to why. Um, you know, what what is the reason why Wyzetta High School is going to be changing to the system? Yeah, it is really confusing. Um, and trying to explain this can sound really confusing. And we've done a lot of research. And it it's just, um, you know, hard to sometimes explain it, mm-hmm. um, even though um, we try our best to do that. So we were just going to tell you that we were told the Wysetta High School s- students or the Wysetta High School needs to meet students where they 
are at with their learning journeys. Mm -hmm. And this is why they are implementing equity-based grading or standards-based grading. And, you know, we just get to feel like, well, what about our students? What about kids that we know of and parents we've talked to that are so disenfranchised with it, which Mm -hmm. has been going on in the middle school, in the ways out of middle schools for the last three years. Mm. Um, And we did bring that up to Principal Gangler at the coffee in in Mm -hmm. December, and he really did not want to discuss that at all. Mm. It was almost like the middle schools had no um, relation to the high school, even though those are the kids that will be funneling into the high school. And Mm -hmm. so it just very frustrating, um, just a way to divert the conversation away from that. And Mm -hmm. we want all Mm -hmm. students to do well. What we don't agree with is changing the entire grading practice when the Wayzata High School has a 96% graduation rate. Wow, that is extremely high. Yeah. So on average, you have about 1,000 students per class. If Mm -hmm. 4% of these students are not graduating, why are you literally putting an enormous amount of time and energy into creating a system that's directed at 40 students, Mm. but would have a greater but we'll still have a greater impact on the 960 students in that graduating class. And again, we want to help all those 40 students, but I don't believe, um, you know, changing the grading system is the way to help the students. Right, right. right, Absolutely. Well, I was just going to ask you, yeah, yeah. yeah. So who's behind this, do you think, this directive? This is something we don't know because there's been no transparency. We Hmm. keep asking and we're just, you know, coming against just no answers. Hmm. Um, and we'd like someone to tell us because it would really be helpful. From what we understand, there's a federal law, Every Student Succeeds Act, mm-hmm. a Minnesota world's best workforce in the Achievement and Integration Plan, all working parallel with one another. Mm-hmm. They're all trying to accomplish the same goal. And we're just wondering how much money is being put into these par- three parallel systems <laughs> you know, at work. And we'd love to understand this. Right, right. When you think about that, if all that money was put into hiring more teachers and actually helping those 40 mm-hmm. students succeed in the traditional system, right. um, I think we'd be much better off uh, rather than just moving the bar for these right. kids. Well, and if you're looking, I'm sorry, Mark, okay. if you're looking into the corporate environment, um, you know, a large company, if they're being very successful, but has one branch or office that's not working, they're not mm-hmm. going to change an entire system right. for one branch. Right. No. You know, you would be held accountable for that. Right. And so it doesn't make any sense well, I mm-hmm. guess it, it's not the same. No. <laughs> Private sector, right, 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 you know, right. academia is mm-hmm. not the same. But, mm-hmm. you know, I think if you look at it, they are, they really are changing an entire corporation yes. for yes. one branch. For and one that does not make any sense uh, at all. No, it does not. No. Mm-hmm. Incidentally, the Minneapolis Public School graduation rate, I think, is 55%, 50%, Around 50%, something like that. Yeah. And uh, so I find it notable that, you know, why Zetas is 96%, Minneapolis is 55%. I think you'd see that a lot. And... Um, you know, we know, uh, I don't want to get off on this on this show, but we know that there is a Supreme Court case coming up that could change um, this, the, the makeup of the schools uh, with busing. And so it's possible that Wyzetta is preparing for having more of those students that are maybe coming from Minneapolis coming into the Wyzetta schools. Um, and that might be why they're making this shift in preparation for that or because of the integration district policies mm-hmm. that they may be put together. So we don't know what those goals are behind the scenes of, of maybe getting more students into the Wyzetta district. Um, nonetheless, though, even if you had 100 or 200, you still don't want to just eliminate um, what it, the meaning of a grade. You still want these kids to be successful in their own right, and you want to come alongside them and help them be successful. Mm-hmm. And um, just changing the bar or moving the bar down is not helping them. So mm-hmm. um, either way it's not beneficial to them. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Michelle, let me ask you, you know, with the equity initiatives that other schools are facing, have you seen any other equity changes at the high school? Maybe from, you know, organizations coming mm-hmm. from outside the walls of Wyzetta School District? Well, what we do know that the district has brought in the Pacific Education Group. Mm -hmm. Um, They are an influential consulting firm who does equity training and has worked on with schools nationwide, including 23, let me correct Mm -hmm. that, 23 districts in Minnesota. We've done shows on St. Paul and the results of PEG in St. Paul. Yeah. Yeah. The Wyzetta School District also consults with Dare to Be Real, another firm who works with students to explore their own racial and cultural identity. Um, My daughter, Rachel, was an NHS student, National Mm -hmm. Honor Society student, Mm -hmm. and she graduated in 2016 from the Wyzetta High School. And she was so proud to wear her NHS cords at graduation. She had worked so hard Mm -hmm. to achieve that, Mm -hmm. a lot of volunteer hours, projects, etc. Several weeks ago, there was an article in the school newspaper that reported students were told there would be no individual stoles for clubs such as DECA. That they would be able to wear, so there is no what? representing all this hard work they're putting into their volunteer hours. Oh and, my goodness, those poor kids! Yeah, and also just so there's talk about using pins to wear on their stoles to differentiate this instead, because they're changing the whole look of the graduation gowns and the stoles. So this is not even just affecting grades anymore. Now it's affecting even the graduation ceremony yeah. itself. Trying to bring equity everywhere. Yeah, wow. and the NHS students, uh, an, an NHS student, excuse me, reported that they have been told they have to hide their cords um, under their graduation stoles. You know, and no, and a comment in the paper that was written, um, the school paper was written that a dare to be real student facilita- facilitator stated that it comes down to equity. Not everyone had a chance at at, at these clubs. So there's a difference between oh, wow. being proud and showing off. So, you know, mm-hmm. again, trying to make it all sure. about equity versus these students have worked so hard. They've achieved this. They've spent a lot of time and effort into achieving, um, you know, their right. placement in National Honor right. Society. Right. And once again, it really um, makes people lose their motivation to oh, achieve yeah. if there's no recognition. I mean, human nature is such that they enjoy the recognition. Mm-hmm. Um, plus, it does not reflect the real world. No, right. Yeah. you got to feel proud about yourself, yeah. and this is one way you can a little bit, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's not showing off. Mm-hmm. And we wonder how far equity is going to go. Will sports disappear because not everyone has a right. chance to participate on some of these teams? Yeah. And why then have different levels in sports for young athletes? You know, this is not... Good point. Why would, I, why would you yeah. have varsity in junior varsity, yeah. right? Or, ho- or hockey, yes. double A, yes. single A, Yeah, very good point. Yeah. Yes, I mean, yes, exactly. How far to the extreme are they going to go? Mm-hmm. Yeah, really good point. Well, Sandy, this system seems to take away the autonomy that a teacher has in their classroom, too. Is that correct? Yes. Why don't you talk a little bit about that? First of all, uh, we agree that it makes sense to align the teaching and learning within the PLCs. Again, know, so um, for, again, tell us what the PLCs stand for Professional again. learning communities. Yes. <laughs> like Sorry. the departments. Yep. Nope, that's okay. Um, you know, so it makes sense. So homework, tests, and grading are consistent from teacher to teacher. Mm-hmm. We feel that's a very fair shift at the high school. Mm-hmm. Um, this certainly can limit a teacher's autonomy. Mm-hmm. Um, but what we don't agree with is that while this may be a component of equity grading, it's just one component. Right. All the other components of equity grading are geared towards assisting students and not keeping up with the traditional grading model 
while it is affecting the rest of our students, it could fall vulnerable into the trap of complacency mm-hmm. at the high school. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we've stated over and over, this is what we have been experiencing at the middle school for three years. Yeah. Um, you Long know, enough to know, by the way. You know, if it was just one year, you could say, well, you know, you haven't really given this a chance. But mm-hmm. three years is a significant amount of time, especially in the education realm. Um, where things change constantly. Mm -hmm. So I think you have a really good um, point with that. Yeah. Well, and, you know, there's a lot of information online. You can find many articles regarding schools who've tried the system, Mm -hmm. and they've returned to the traditional grading models due to the same concerns that we have had. You know, it's kind of making lazy students lazier. Yes. It's not helping the students if there's no homework due now. They weren't getting help when there was homework due. Right. Now it's just kind of release them from that responsibility. Exactly. Um, Making the problem worse rather than better. Yep. Mm -hmm. And, you know, the biggest alarm that, you know, in going through this book, which is not just Joe Feldman, his colleagues, it's a lot of regurgitated information from five or six different people. Mm -hmm. But you'll see this over and over, um, is that they argue that traditional grading is biased against students of color and undeserved populations. We underserved. Think, yeah, underserved, yeah. yes. Mm-hmm. And we think this whole grading system is biased. It's racially biased mm-hmm. because, mm-hmm. you know, you're reinforcing the idea um, of exactly what they're accusing the school system of. Right. They're lowering the bar for these students. They're not yep. picking them up. They're yep. not showing that they can do this. Yep. They're not supporting these students. Mm-hmm. They're basically lowering the bar mm-hmm. and making these students feel that they're doing well. But again, what happens if they do apply at college? Are right. they going to be able to keep up with students who have really gotten A's and B's on the traditional grading scale? Exactly. Right. Um, You're right. That continues the bias rather than mm-hmm. um, eliminating it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think it's, you know, they state that teachers have an implicit racial bias, automatic. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it basically, again, asserts the idea that the student population is incapable of competing at the highest levels. Mm-hmm. Um You know, standards-based grading does anything but motivate students to work at higher levels. And it's honestly, like we've said, been demotivating and totally confusing to parents and students as well. Mm -hmm. Um, At the start of the previous show, we stated how much we appreciate our teachers for the hard work and dedication they give to our students. Um, But what was really disheartening is equity grading seems to blame the failure of students on the teachers. You know, Um, the book Grading for Equity states that Teachers are biased, racist, unfair. They're emotional and psychological threats to students. Psychological threats? Yep. They disempower students. They're grading hacks, penalizers, judges. They incentivize dishonesty to conceal weakness and look at students through a fraud lens. These are all coming right out of the equity grading movement. Unbelievable. Mm -hmm. Have you you brought this up with um, the principal at the high school? Have you shared this book with him and talked about it with him at all no because i i would wonder how the teachers would feel if they knew that this is what they were being accused of and that the that the grading system that the principal wants to implement there is based on these kinds of thoughts about the teachers mm-hmm. um i mean you'd think if you want to support your teachers you would run a far, as far away from this model as you can right. absolutely yeah. so i don't know we just feel that they're shaming the teachers they're making them feel guilty and basically stating that they don't have the professional judgment to grade correctly yeah um, so we just feel that it's just sad and biased towards these teachers who, you know, and nowadays are not only um, teaching, but they're required to be counselors and parents to students. Right. I you know, know. That, that has become more and more the case. You are listening to Education Nation, and we are speaking with two parents from YZ, Sandy and Michelle, who are talking about racial equity grading that has been in the middle school there for three years and is now being moved into the high school. Uh, Michelle, 
I know you stated that parents have been given no knowledge that this grading shift was coming. And in fact, the changes that are being made were suppressed and omitted by the high school principal. Can you further explain this? Yes. Well, you know, as I've talked about before, you know, we had a meeting in April 2018. Mm -hmm. And we held that meeting, we asked to hold a meeting with um, several of administration's um, individuals that were there, um, and that was Chase Anderson, the three middle school principals, Principal Scott Gangler was there, and the Department of Learning. Mm-hmm. And we did ask that directly, if a standards-based ba- grading or grade for learning was going to be coming to the high school, and we were told no. He also admitted this information when he sent a September 2018 email directly to high school parents specifically addressing this grading issue. Hmm. He then again denied it when we asked about it, when it was asked to him Mm -hmm. um, from a local reporter. Hmm. Um, The standards-based grading system at the middle school has been a failure Mm -hmm. in many parents' eyes, not just Sandy and my eyes, Mm -hmm. but I I have yet to talk to a parent that likes the standards-based grading. Interesting. Um, And we have all seen the complacency and attitude, the confusion of our students, how they feel about their grades, and the Mm -hmm. lack of support we have gotten from the administration when our concerns were brought forth. Mm -hmm. Um, One of the first statements made at the coffee with the principal is that standards-based grading is not a dirty word. If that's Mm -hmm. not true, then why is this information being omitted from responses Scott Gangler has been giving out on three separate occasions? And we were reminded at the coffee with the principal meeting that there is no district grading policy. This decision did not have to go through the school board, nor nor did it have to go through any type of stakeholder process for approval. Mm -hmm. Which is really surprising. Yeah. And stakeholders are parents. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. The community, parents, students, teachers. Mm -hmm. And they're all such important stakeholders. Mm -hmm. And ironically, there is a policy on address code. And that, I mean, (laughs) you know, something so, and that's policy 506. And the purpose of that dress code is... The purpose of this policy is to enhance the education of students by establishing expectations of dress and grooming that are related to educational goals and community standards. Wow. So, so we have it for great for uh, dress, dress code, code yeah. but we do not, not have, have anything for grading. No, for grading. Unbelievable. That is really surprising. Sandy, since we met the last time, there was a parent orientation for incoming freshmen. Were any of these grading changes discussed at those meetings? Uh, no, not at all. Um, I I somewhat interrupted the meeting um, as one of the counselors was, who was presenting at the orientation. And I asked, you know, if the new standards-based grading components were going to be discussed that night. It'd be a perfect night to, in- to right. introduce, this to introduce yes. it to parents. But um, there was nothing discussed. Scott Gingler, Principal Scott Gingler, closed out the session and basically stated, and I quote, at the high school, we grade students on their traditional A through F grading scale. We don't have any intention to do anything other than that in the coming years. So, so this was still, two, there's kind yes. of a, this is two weeks ago? Or when was this? Oh, gosh, when was it? Or was that the December It was. Meeting? No, it was two weeks ago. Okay. Two weeks, yeah, okay. two weeks ago, So yeah. they're still yeah. having that double speak. Yes, yes. Wow. They're still avoiding the, the question. And, um, you know, it's like we just ask, like, how can this be true? They've made traditional grading an option for teachers, and you have introduced the equal interval grading model. You right. can't make it optional and then state that it's not going away. Right. You know? Right. Um, you know, an equal interval, again, can be co- converted to a letter grade at the end of the term, like we stated. But this is not based on the A through F traditional grading scale of 90, 80, 70, 60, 50, nor will the traditional grading model that requires graded homework tests and quizzes, mm-hmm. you know, be included. I mean, it, mm-hmm. it just doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Um, it 
doesn't make yeah it, you, the well the letter grades would have no meaning correct mm-hmm. yeah it, yeah and you know we we talked about this earlier but he stated at the coffee meeting that the teachers can create their own grading percentages you know and we just feel it's going to be really confusing for the students as well as the teachers mm-hmm. you know we're confused so they must be confused too right. but um Basically, you know, all the questions that we had weren't. And, um, you know, even though the meeting was scheduled to discuss the new grading systems, you know, when we met with him at the coffee, that's where we should have learned about the grading system. But he didn't want to get into the minutia of discussing the grading systems, even though mm. the whole meeting was set up to discuss the grading system. Oh, God. So, um, <laughs> yeah. So, you know, so that's what we understand. It's coming in the fall of 2019. Um, mm-hmm. Parents have requested um, additional meetings to involve stakeholders, which has gotten no response. Um, but since there has mm. been no transparency in this decision, I decided to exercise the Minnesota Data Practices Act and request all related documents from the district regarding standards-based grading, GFL, and equity grading. Mm-hmm. Um, I received a letter from the superintendent, Chase Anderson, stating that their technology department has located over 75,000 emails and attachments that equates to 195,000 pages dating back to 2013. Wow. Um He's asked me to meet with him and a couple school board members and reconsider this request. Hmm. Um, so, hmm. you know, we, interesting. Yeah. So mm-hmm. we just, well, yes. And, you know, we just feel that, you know, this is information that sh- we should have been made aware of. Mm-hmm. You know, we as parents have been, we should have been included in such a large scale decision. Mm-hmm. And we run into parents all the time that have no idea that this is coming. Right. And we just ran into a parent last night who was shocked mm-hmm. and had no idea. He has two students at the Wayzata High School. Really? Yeah. So they're not promoting this. They're not getting the and word out. That's why you're here. And by the way, if you want to email Sandy and Michelle, you can email them at Wyzetta Schools Grading at gmail.com and help yes. get the word out about this because fall of 19 is right around the corner. Well, maybe you have questions. Okay, what are yeah. some of those early signs I should be looking for in my school district yes. that right. might yes. tip me off to the yeah. right. grading transformation? Yeah. I, I think it's notable, too, that they have 75,000 emails that date back to 2013, which is right after Common Core mm-hmm. hit the country. Mm-hmm. And um, I believe that the state of Minnesota accepted the English standards in 2012, mm-hmm. maybe, and um, as I've often said, though, they didn't accept the math standards. They still are using Common Core curriculum. So um, I think a lot of this does stem from that Common Core and some of the standards that came through the Common Core. Mm-hmm. So, all right. Well, Sandy, uh, a couple of weeks ago when you were here, we talked about a survey that was sent to parents and students regarding the concerns with standards-based grading at the middle schools. Have you gotten any information on the results of that survey? You know, we haven't. Um, they're supposed to be setting up parent and student, fo- student focus groups to discuss standards-based grading so they can make improvements to the system. You okay. know, maybe that's already started. I don't think Michelle and I are going to get invitations <laughs> for any of those focus well, they groups. Don't, they don't want their critics there? <laughs> um, but, you know, I did. Um, so I decided I just want to do a little research. So I, you know, I went on the Minnesota Department of Education website um, to take a look at the Wayzata West Middle School mm-hmm. um, MC a report card and found that two, since 2016, when standards-based grading was implemented mm-hmm. to 2018, math has shown a decrease of 2.7%. Wow. Reading did increase 2.2%, but science took a big hit and it's down 7.3%. Interesting. And they, they're the ones, you know, this equity grading is all about the summative and not the formative. And mm-hmm. so talk about a high stakes test. You know, are they going to look at that data and realize, boy, maybe the work that we're doing here with this new equity grading is really not preparing these kids and they're really not learning the material 
um, because you really do have to take a real look at these test scores. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, mm-hmm. very similar to what was happening in Edina, by the way. We covered extensively um, the racial equity practices that were happening there yes. and how their test scores were also going down as a result of their practices. Yes. Well, at this point, uh, ladies, how are you feeling about your students entering the high school? I'm just really frustrated. I, I know Sandy is, and so many parents are frustrated because we really have no idea how our students are performing academically. Right. Right. Um, we have no idea if they should be taking honors classes or remedial cl- courses yeah. and registering them for classes at the high school. And that is due in about another week or so. And when we were given instruction two weeks ago at the parent meeting at the high school to prepare our kids for the high school, all they said to us, the counselor said, you know, if your student gets mostly threes, you know, you can think about maybe honors, but if they get threes and fours, I would really strongly encourage some honors classes, you know, but it's just like, no, so vague, so vague no yeah. real indication of what's and, a three. So right. what's a three mean? Yeah. Right. And, you know, are you setting your kids up for failure for their first year in ninth grade? Which is so important. Because right. we don't know where they really stand academically. Right. Like when my daughter was in the middle school, I knew where she stood. So right. I knew she was prepared for honors Right, right. Not only that, but then if this comes into the high school, you don't really know where they're at for college either and how prepared they are. No. Yeah. And depending on how grading scales are set, what will our students' GPA reflect? Mm. Is the removal of the power of zero going to continue to disincentivize Mm -hmm. or, you know, just make them not even... I don't know how to explain that really mm-hmm. to make them not interested not care. in care right. and learning. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's that mm-hmm. lack of motivation again. Right. Um, and the complacency that they continue to, I think, I don't know that my son does. He doesn't mm-hmm. have complacency, but I know it pushes complacency among Absolutely. students. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, so. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, they're not being required to do the work. Then right. A lot of kids just won't do it. And truly mm-hmm. freshman year is the most important year in the high school. Mm-hmm. How will our students adjust to the new grading system and the rigors of the high school with an unknown grading system? Mm-hmm. You know, with no research. Right. No, no research. Oh, I know. And it's so sad because I was thinking today, they started sixth grade with this new grading system. It took them over a year to kind of get somewhat acclimated mm-hmm. to it, still not mm-hmm. fully acclimated to it. Right. And now they have to start with something new in the ninth grade. Yeah. It's just really not fair. Right. I agree. Um, You know what? We just have a few minutes left, and I know that there were a few other comments that you had, but I also want to be able to have you say if parent or talk about what happens if parents want to know more in terms of how to become involved in speaking out against these equity-based grading changes. Where can they go to get further information, and is there any... Um, I know you want to give your website again, but why don't you, or not your website, but your email, Mm -hmm. go ahead and say that and talk Uh, about what they can do. You can reach us at wyzettaschoolsgrading at gmail.com. Okay. Why is that a schools grading at gmail.com? And this has been, uh, this is our fourth uh, podcast in a series. And we want to make sure that our our listeners know that they can go back and get more information by going to ednationmn.org. And you can listen to the three previous shows. And I have a feeling that this is not going to be the end because this is really just only beginning um, in Wyzetta, and I think we'll be having the two of you on. We are are really pleased that you have the courage to come out and talk about this. And I know that you want to talk about this very last statement here, yeah. that it comes down to that philosophical difference. Do you want to talk about that briefly? Go ahead, Sandy. Yeah. You know, I, I said it a little bit earlier, but, you know, I just feel like it's just a philosophical difference in education. You know, mm-hmm. we want an education system that supports the belief that students need to be challenged at school. They need to work hard. And the timelines are important. And, mm-hmm. you know, I just want to get give a shout out. My kids are great. And my daughter has had a 
two jobs since she's been in high school. Mm-hmm. Her first job started at 14. She rode her bike to school. She has been a two-sport athlete. She's captain of one of the teams. Um, she has, you know, volunteered a ton. She's an NHS student. Mm-hmm. And that mm-hmm. didn't come from her not doing anything. She was very busy. <laughs> and we have not helped her at all. Right, right. Right. And she got there through hard work and being held to high standards. And that's what we really want for every student in Minnesota. And equity grading does not do that for them. Uh, we are so glad that Sandy and Michelle were in studio with us again today. If you want to listen to this podcast or the previous three that we've done with them, you can go to ednationmn.org. And we would encourage you to contact Sandy and Michelle at their email, which is wyzettaschoolsgrading at gmail.com. Grading at gmail.com. See you next week. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.